0: First shutout win of the year. Mackenzie Blackwood was phenomenal in this game. We got a lot of scoring contributions, and we are on a three-game win streak and a four-game point streak. There's a lot to talk about this episode because I don't think we were the favorites going into this matchup either just given uh, our history in the past, like, 15 or so games against the Islanders. So lots to digest, lots to break down, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 2.19 a.m. Eastern Time, November 12th, 2021 at the time it's recording. And guys, the New Jersey Devils got another victory. They shut out the New York Islanders. We are on a three-game win streak, and we're also on a four-game point streak because remember that game against the LA Kings, the one that we took to OT? Still able to get a point out of it. Didn't come out on the winning side, but still just got a point nonetheless. Now, a lot of you are probably wondering, Trey, why are you so focused on points? Like, it's still very early in the season. A lot can happen. But I think a lot of you can uh, attest to this. These points do matter because, you know, like I said, for the New Jersey Devils, and I said this at the beginning of the year, I said this before the start of the first puck drop against the Chicago Blackhawks. I said the New Jersey Devils, they need to, you know, stack up all the potential points they could potentially get because, you know, these things do add up as the season progresses, especially with Jack Hughes being out, Miles Wood being out for an extended period of time. And so far uh, for this New Jersey Devils roster, it's sort of like a wild card, if that makes any sense. But I guess that's what happens when you're dealing with a bunch of young guys because I'm not sure which Devils team I'm going to get. Am I going to get the Devils team that put up a sorry effort against the Anaheim Ducks just about a week ago? Or am I going to get a spirited Devils team that, completely thrashed the Florida Panthers just a a couple days ago. I don't know what I'm going to get, but overall, you know, I'm glad that right now the New Jersey Devils are riding that momentum from the last game. And I talked about it in the last episode. That's another thing I was right about. Speaking of me being right, I want to talk about some predictions that I kind of got correct in the last episode. So I'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, first, let's go back to what I was originally saying. So, you know, these points do matter, especially with being in a tough division. If we're serious about being a wild card playoff team, if Lindy Ruff is a man of his word saying that he wants to take this team back to the playoffs then you know what you need to stack up all the points you can potentially get because like I said you know uh, the New Jersey Devils I think we're going to hit that rough patch down the season especially since we're dealing with a bunch of young guys a bunch of guys who haven't been in this situation before and overall like I said moments ago it's just a wild card because I don't know which Devils team I'm going to get I'm glad I'm getting the good Devils team right now but you know when you're dealing with a bunch of young guys it's just like I don't know what's going to happen because if you guys remember last season I said look it's really important that the New Jersey Devils are going on a win streak it's important that they remain above 500 because remember we lost like what 10, uh, 11, 12 straight games and uh, it was really hurting us and we we fell out of uh, contention for a potential playoff spot Uh, And even though we weren't officially eliminated, we kind of eliminated ourselves from the competition. So like I said, these points do matter. They add up over the course of time, and it's very important to get these necessary points with a couple of our players being out. So speaking of injuries, I told you guys in the last episode, so if you haven't checked out that episode, please give it a listen. I talked about some more final thoughts from our overall win against the Florida Panthers. I previewed this game against the Islanders, and I also talked about some predictions that, uh, I, I said I would keep my eye out for. Oh, and also I talked about some players who needed some more love. And there's another player I kind of want to give a shout out to because I feel like he's not getting enough love and he's proving a lot of people wrong. So uh, anyway, let's start off with the predictions. So I told you guys Dougie Hamilton would return in this game because a lot of you were taken to Twitter saying, are you surprised that Dougie Hamilton is out more than uh, day-to-day than you know what the New Jersey Devils assessed on him? And I was just like, Guys, it hasn't even been a full week. I don't think it's been a full week. I So that's still technically day-to-day. Day-to-day doesn't mean you're out for a couple days. Day-to-day means, you know, you're taking it literally day by day to see what the injury uh, prognosis is, how serious it is. And, you know, like they said, it was just a lower body injury. It wasn't anything serious. They were taking it day-to-day. I told you Dougie Hamilton was participating in practices. He was participating in morning skate. So I don't know why you guys were so worried or why you guys were so hostile towards the New Jersey Devils in that regard guards, look, if anyone's going to be hostile towards the New Jersey Devils, it's going to be me. Because like I told you guys in that Miles Wood episode I did a few episodes back, I said that the New Jersey Devils need to get better at assessing their injury longevity because it's just misleading the fan base. And, you know, uh, we blame Amanda Stein. We blame Corey Masasek. They can't officially report on anything until they get confirmation from the Devils organization. That's how the whole ordeal works. So Corey Masasek can't tweet out like Mackenzie Blackwood was the only player on vaccinated for the New Jersey Devils because the Devils haven't even released that. So if they haven't released that and Corey Massek tweets about it, they can honestly sue him, I believe. I'm not a lawyer, but I believe they would have the right to sue him in that regards because you know, what, well, or whatever the case might be, Corey Massasak's job would definitely be in jeopardy. And you guys know how much we love Corey because he's a friend of the show. So, you know, he can't really tweet, uh, you know, the seriousness of injuries or how, uh, you know, uh, minuscule they are or how major they are because he needs confirmation from the organization. So Dougie Hamilton returned in this game and he scored. So, you know, I don't know why everyone's like complaining right now, but, you know, like, like I said, like, you know, let, let's just, Dial it back. I said he would be a game time decision, and I said if he doesn't participate in the next two games, then maybe you'd be concerned. But he returned and he was able to score, and he had a multi-goal game. Now let's talk about something that was a little concerning. So uh, before I talk good about Ryan Graves, let's talk about uh, something that just had us holding our breaths and just being like, "Oh no, why us? Why us?" So at some point during the game, Ryan Graves blocked a shot, which by the way, he was second on the team in blocks for this game um and he had to go back to the tunnel he got to get he had to get checked out and uh, i saw ryan Graves' uh fan page just basically saying look like he got a hard lick on that block so hopefully he's good to return and he was able to return and you know we don't have to worry about that but overall uh, ryan Graves was one of the players i was talking about in the last episode saying you know silent but deadly so uh, Ryan Graves is like a ninja. And I, fact, I think that's going to be his new nickname. So I get that Jersey Joe or, or like Alan Cosman uh, who runs uh, Ryan Graves' uh, fan page. You know, they called uh, Ryan Graves and the few other defensemen on the team the Sasquatch Squad, which, by the way, is so hard to say. I, I feel like there's got to be an easier nickname to say, but, you know, I, I love the uh, creativity and the originality of the name, but it's just so hard, Sasquatch Squad. You know, try saying that 10 times fast. Um, I've tried, I can't. But anyway, uh, Ryan Graves was able to get uh, an assist this game. It came at the hands of Dougie Hamilton's goal, and uh, Ryan Graves also had four blocks, and so it- it's just worth mentioning that Ryan Graves' overall impact might not show up in the score sheet. It might not be anything impressive. He he might not be a high-scoring defenseman, but... You know, overall, that's the impact we want from Ryan Graves. But, you know, speaking of uh, silent but deadly impact, let's talk about Jimmy VC for a second because we've seen Jimmy VC get an empty netter goal here and there. We've seen him get a couple nice uh, goals to his credit. But did you guys know entering this game, Jimmy VC was actually the one leading the New Jersey Devils roster in takeaways? Yes, Jimmy Vc, the same guy that we signed to a PTO deal before the start of the season. A guy who I will admit didn't think would make the roster. I thought it would be like Mark Jankowski, and I just said, you know what, you know, um, Jimmy Vc, Jankowski. They're not going to make the roster. They're just there uh, for for the fun of it. They're, you know, it's just the Devils just signing a few players, just giving them chances. But they're not going to make the roster. But Jimmy VC is making that overall impact. So you don't believe me? Just look it up. So Jimmy VC coming into this game, uh, he led the team in takeaways with 14. Then Mikey McLeod and then Pavel Zaka, Nico Heiser, Jack Hughes, Dawson Mercer, and Jesper Brat. The reason I was looking that up was because I was doing an article for Pucks and Pitchforks because I was talking about the old overall impact that Dawson Mercer might have on our organization just because he's also a pretty good two-way player because when Dawson Mercer was playing in Canada he won an award for his uh, defensive ability so you know uh, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit so let's talk about my overall predictions once again so you know I, I talk about these silent but deadly uh, players and I said you know keep an eye out for Ryan Graves keep an eye out for Nico Heizer keep an eye out for Andreas Janssen And in this game, Nico Heizer was able to get an assist on the first goal of the game scored by Yanni Kwokinen on the shorthanded goal. So we'll talk more about that a little later. But like I said, Janssen was able to get an assist on Dawson Mercer's goal. So... Uh, Ryan Graves was able to get an assist on Dougie Hamilton's goal and I talked about Ryan Graves uh, being second on the team in blocks in this respective game uh, Dougie Hamilton led the way with five so overall like I said that's silent but deadly impact and you know I, I say keep an eye out for those players and I was right and also another thing that I was right about and it pained me to say this because as any of my diehard listeners know I love uh, Igor Sharon Govich. I love what he brought to the roster last year but I said if the Devils continue to play like this it's not really looking good for Sharon govich in terms of him returning to the lineup unless somebody gets injured and you know judging by the last game i think lindy ruff said you know what i think we need to continue to bench sharon govich because he was just being a body out there and not doing anything and you know uh it looks like the devils are playing much better but like I said, it pains me to say that, but it's what need to happen. But overall, you know, I don't want to focus on the negativity. I want to focus on the good. And I predicted the final score to be 4-3 to in favor of the Devils. I said they would get the win, and I said either way it would be a one-goal game. So you guys know, like, when I predict the score, it's never accurate. I- I've come so close to predicting the score, but... You know, I'm either like a goal or two off, or sometimes I'm just completely out of left field. And you know, I do the same thing for wins and losses. But I, I said the Devils would win. I said they would score four goals, and I said you know it would be a one goal differential. So those were the factors, and they were able to score four goals, but the Islanders weren't able to score any goals, and that was because Mackenzie Blackwood was a man on fire. He was the Great Wall of China out there, just blocking away everything, saving, and you know, just rescuing the. Devils levels from those high danger opportunities. So if Mackenzie Blackwood is not in that post, I I think it's safe to presume that if like uh, Jonathan Bernier even or if Nico Dawes were in net for the Devils or if Scott Wedgwood was there, if he was still on the roster and still playing with our organization, then this game would would have been a lot closer because some of those um, shots from the um, uh, New York Islanders, like what Barzell was able to do, I, I was like, that that's going by Jonathan Bernier, that's going by Scott Wedgwood, that's going by Nico Dawes. And uh, I said that's why we needed Mackenzie Blackwood back ASAP, and for reasons like that. Because even though we didn't need the shutout, it's not like we won one to nothing. It's still an extra insurance thing to have for a game like this. So overall, great effort from uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. We'll talk more about his statistics in. Uh, A moment, But first, I want to give you guys the first and only live read this morning, and it comes from BetOnline.ag. So we're back and better than ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest easy way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts please gamble responsibly and visit our friends at locked on bets for all your betting needs there as well so they've predicted uh 14 games this week and they've gotten 12 of them right so it goes to show you how strong their credibility is So even though uh, coming into this game we were on a two-game win streak, even though we were on a three-game point streak, it was still a win that the New Jersey Devils needed because according to MSG, uh, here's how the Devils ranked in certain uh, categories. So 15.9% in true takeaway percentage, which is third in the league, uh, so that's you know pretty good. Uh, 45.9% in entry denial success rate which is third in the NHL however here's some things that we kind of struggled in which is we had a 776 save percentage which is uh, second to last in the league 31st and then we had a 72.1% of dump out success rate which is 22nd in the league so yeah pretty uh, mid-pack and mediocre at best in that regards and that was something I was talking to Bryce Salvador in our interview uh, about a month back so if you haven't listened to that please Give it a listen because Bryce Salvador and I agreed. I said the clear rate has to be better for the New Jersey Devils because if you don't clear the puck, then you know you you, you just make yourself more vulnerable. Luckily, thank the Lord, Mackenzie Blackwood was there. So you know for our uh, dump out success rate and also our save percentage, you know that that's just the extra insurance we kind of needed because. Uh, and and the shutout will definitely raise up our save percentage a little bit because we were giving up a lot of goals recently and, you know, the numbers back it up. And the fact that Mackenzie Blackwood was in the post to help that save percentage a little bit. Hopefully we jumped a couple spots. I don't think it will be too much, but still just the extra insurance. That's the extra gravy we needed in this regard. So uh, props to Mackenzie Blackwood once again and also the dump out success rate that has to be better for the New Jersey Devils because like I said and and once again when I was talking to Bryce Salvador if you don't clear the puck then you just leave yourself more, more vulnerable for rebounds and overall for the team to score so Devils need to get better at clearing luckily they got Ryan Graves luckily they got Dougie Hamilton to help in that regard so hopefully they can get better Uh, in that instance but overall Mackenzie Blackwood what more can I say so the man saw 42 shots and a lot of them were hard shots no ifs ands or buts about it he saw uh, three power play opportunities from the New York Islanders and this is also another prediction I got uh, sort of correct well I mentioned it I don't think it was an overall prediction but uh, so if you guys didn't know coming into this game the Islanders. We uh, were only ranked a position higher than us in the power play uh, percentage. So I just said, okay, they're not really good in the power play. However, they were in the top 12 for penalty kill uh, success. So The the one thing I said for the New Jersey Devils is like, you know, if the Islanders go into the power play, it's a good opportunity to, you know, try to improve upon your uh, penalty killing uh, unit because it's just like they're not really that good in the power play similar to us. So that kind of cancels each other out. But then again, you know, I didn't expect any power play goals from the New Jersey Devils this game. And uh, lo and behold, Thomas Tatar was able to get a power play goal, which is his first uh, career uh, goal with the Devils organization. A lot of people were saying. Tatar was kind of getting off to a slow start, but I just said, give him patience. You got to give him a chance, and uh, he'll make the most out of it. So, yeah, in 12 games played, uh, he now has five points. Obviously, that one goal, four assists. So, you know, like I said, Thomas Tatar, he's a top six player, guys. Let Be patient with him. I see great potential in his ability. And, you know, at first I thought Dougie Hamilton uh, had scored that goal because Dougie Hamilton let his shot go, and I thought it was just a direct strike. Uh, into the netting, but apparently Thomas Tatar was able to redirect it and, and uh, hit it on in. You know, at first glance, I think a lot of you can vouch for me on that. It just looked like it was Dougie Hamilton's goal, but he'll be credited with an assist. But prior to that, I want to talk about Yanni short shorthanded goal because that was just picture perfect of what the Devils were able to do. So you had Yanni Koukinen originally going in for a backhander opportunity. He misses it, and then... Um, it, it goes back to Subban. So Subban lets a shot go, which he's known for doing. Just, you know, letting a strong shot opportunity leave his stick. And it went over to uh, Heizer. And Heizer, uh wasn't able to get it through. So it went right back over to uh, Kwokunen. Kwokunen was able to get the backhander goal and score the shorthanded opportunity. Like I said, for the New Jersey Devils, like the, uh, the power play unit for the New York Islanders is not good. So that's a perfect opportunity to just practice your penalty killing a little bit. And the fact that they got this shorthanded goal, I believe that's their first of the season. I don't know. or well, We don't have many shorthanded goals. We certainly don't have many power play goals. So, you know, the fact that the New Jersey Devils were able to do it in that regards really goes to show you the improvement of specialty teams the last uh, few days. I think Mark Recky listened to my episode. I said he might be on the hot seat, but I think he can sleep uh, tight at night now uh, a lot easier. So, uh, for Yanni Kwokanen, that was just... And I even tweeted about it. That was just uh, the perfect example of how to collapse the defense because you got Subban trying to let a shot go. Then it goes to Nico Heeser, So they're more focused on Nico Heizer. So you got like three or so Islanders just trying to charge and, and crowd Heizer. Then he was able to hit it over towards Kwokanen. Kwokanen was able to go backdoor, it seems like. So the fact that New Jersey Devils did that was just beautiful. That's how you collapse a defense. You distract, um, you distract the uh, opposition... And then you just give it to the open man and you hit it where they ain't, as we say in baseball. So that's what they were able to do. And then for Dawson Mercer getting his fourth goal of the year. If I'm Morris Sider and if I'm uh, Lucas Raymond out in Detroit, I know they've been having great seasons, knock on wood, still very early. But I think it's time to put Dawson Mercer into serious consideration for the Calder Memorial Trophy. And I've been talking about it recently because, like I said, I'm working on an article for Pucks and Pitchforks about uh, Dawson Mercer's overall impact. I said Dawson Mercer could potentially be a very great two-way player. And, The thing is, he's up there with Jesper Brat and also Nico Heizer for uh, highest Corsi 4 percentage among the Devils forwards. So the fact that he's able to have that defensive contribution, and I mentioned earlier in the episode when he was playing uh, you know, for uh, the Quebec uh, Professional League, I said that he won an award for his overall defense, so he won essentially their uh, Frank J. Selkie Award. So the fact that Dawson Mercer uh, is really good on the defensive side of things, and also is tops on the team in takeaways. You know, he still has got has a ways to go, but still, I think he's heading in the right direction, and I'm just loving that overall impact from Mercer and what he's uh, bringing to our roster. And so far in 12 games played, he has four goals four assists for a grand total of eight points. So Uh, Just an overall valiant effort from Dawson Mercer and also Jansen getting the assist, Brock getting the assist, and there's another young player that you need to keep an eye out for. I don't think it's going to be too long before Alexander Holtz gets his first career NHL goal. He was so close in this game. He had a great feat from Zaka. Let a shot go. It looked pretty from my point of view. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to get into the netting, but like I said, a beautiful shot. Uh, That was one of his uh, two shots on goal the entire game, so knock on wood once again. I know I love using that. That phrase but alexander holtz and i'm predicting this for the next game i think alexander holtz will score his first career nhl goal and the next game for the new jersey devils so that way you know i have proof and you know i have the receipts so that way you guys can't just say oh you you didn't know that it's that but uh the next game for the new jersey devils will come tomorrow against the boston bruins and that's going to be a, a a bit of a toughie but i think alexander holtz Will score his first career NHL goal against our heated rival, the Boston Bruins. So there we go. Like I said before the break, I think Alexander Holtz will score his first career goal against the Boston Bruins. That's the last time I speak of it. I got the receipts now. And if it doesn't happen, feel free to call me out on Twitter. But that's my prediction. And hopefully he does because I want all that credibility. Now, uh, going back to the overall game for the New Jersey Devils, they were basically the cat, and Sorokin was basically the mouse. It just looked like the New Jersey Devils had uh, their way with him. Just looked like that, uh, you know, Sorokin did everything he could potentially do to keep his team in the game, but unfortunately that's just how it happens sometimes sometimes you're the bat sometimes you're the ball or I guess in this case sometimes you're the stick and sometimes you're the puck and uh, I guess no one really wants to be the puck the one that just gets knocked around but everyone wants to be the stick they want to be that driving force and uh, that final dagger by Dougie Hamilton late in the in the third period it looks like um, Ryan Graves was trying to be the one do the scoring but it wrapped around over towards uh, Hamilton and then Hamilton was able to knock it on in or and you know like I said Ryan Graves uh, not known for for uh, putting up, you know, the the big scoring numbers, but overall. That, that's not what he's there for Dougie Hamilton is meant to do that so welcome back to uh, the lineup once again Dougie Hamilton as in nine games played he now has eight points he has a plus minus a plus five so hopefully Dougie Hamilton can keep up that momentum all throughout the season so that way he can keep his name in the running for the Norris Trophy because I think it is time for Dougie Hamilton to get that Norris Trophy and I think he's going to eat if not this year definitely 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 next year so you know like I said that's a prediction what Way out, but still, uh, I I think Dougie Hamilton—it's his time to win a Norris Trophy because he's been a finalist the last few years. But uh, the fact that he was able to get that statement uh, 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 gold in tonight's game and just you know make his triumphant return was just. A great sight to see. So overall just a great game for the New Jersey Devils. Wasn't perfect, but you know, we'll take it. And, you know, it's a shutout. It's our first shutout of the season. Uh Mackenzie Blackwood only, I believe he think he I think he only had one shutout all of last season, and that was, you know, throughout a fifty six uh game season, albeit he was out for some periods of time. But still, uh nice to get the first shutout victory for the New Jersey Devils. Now let's compare stats and I will give an overall final grade for uh, the This matchup So the Devils uh, Shots on goal Between the Islanders 42 for the Islanders 34 for the Devils Yet yeah, the Devils Shot him out Face-off percentage, the Devils lost in that category. 53% to the Islanders. The other 47% goes to the Devils. Power play opportunities, 0-3 for for the Islanders. Great penalty killing for the New Jersey Devils. Like I said, was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. There were some times where I was literally nervous that they let up a power play goal. But still, they were able to get that shorthanded goal. And I believe on the first power play opportunity, they limited the Islanders to two shots. So getting better, baby steps. Uh... And like I said, uh, it wasn't anything like the Panthers game in which we only gave up, I believe, either one or two shots their entire uh, two power play opportunities. But still, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Hopefully we could keep that up and hopefully we could get our penalty killing numbers uh, at least somewhat respectable. And now the Devils were one for two in their power play opportunities. Uh, Coming to this game, uh, they only had... uh, what like five power play goals all season but they got two of them in the last game against the the uh panthers and now they get another one today so the fact that we've gotten three power play goals in the last uh two games and you know like i said uh before the panthers game we only had three power play goals all season so like i said baby steps getting uh the improvement necessary to just uh get those wins get those w's stack up those points so that's why i like to see from the new jersey devils now hits 24 to 16 in favor of the islanders Here's the blocks. 23 to 10 in favor of the Devils. What now? So Hamilton had five blocks. Uh Grays had four blocks. Severson had three blocks. So overall, just a great effort from our defensive unit, just blocking shots. And remember, Graves did get hurt on a blocked shot, but he was able to return. Uh, So just overall, a great effort from the New Jersey Devils in that regard. And, you know, Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves at the helm of all that, you know, it's we need to sign Ryan Graves long term after this season is up because he cannot go anywhere. This was a great trade for Tom Fitzgerald trading Mikhail Maltsev for Ryan Graves. Like Ryan Graves could honestly become an all star if he keeps if he keeps up this uh, progression. I just wish he would get more attention because people really need to know. Now giveaways nineteen to fifteen uh, and the Devils led that category. That's not a category you want to lead, but you know what I talked about uh, the overall takeaways for the Devils and just like you know how Jimmy Bc uh, is was leading our team coming into this game. Jimmy V.C. was able to get, I believe, uh, uh, two takeaways in this game. Yep, I I just confirmed, two takeaways. So, uh, Jimmy VC continues to stack up the takeaways and prove a lot of people wrong. Also congratulations to Jimmy VC. He got his first assist in this game. So uh, in twelve games played, he now has four points, but you know focus more on the takeaways category, focus more on Jimmy VC on the defensive side things, just a, a great bonus to have. Now to rate this game for the New Jersey Devils, like like I said, the scoring was pretty good, and I'm glad we're getting the necessary uh, contributions in order to stack up these points. however, I'm only going to give this game a, a B-minus, and here's why. They, they might be somewhat controversial, but, you know, you let Mackenzie Blackwood face 42 shots on goal, and let's face it, Mackenzie Blackwood was just on one tonight. You should not be letting him face that many shots. Uh, you know, like I said, I- I'm glad that Dougie Hamilton and Ryan Graves are making big contributions, but and I also talked about Jonas Siegenthaler in the last episode, but overall for the New Jersey Devils, you know, you got to help out Mackenzie Blackwood. I, even, I believe I tweeted about that because – uh, there, there were some shot opportunities that really should have gone in for the Islanders, but the Devils just got hella lucky. So, uh, like I said, it was it kind of reminds me of one of Scott uh, Wedgwood's shoutouts from last season, which he saw, I believe, the same amount of shots against the Boston Bruins and the Devils were able to win the game one to nothing. You know, you got to help your goalie. You should not be giving up um, 42 shots on goal and only getting four, 34 yourself. And yet somehow you get the shutout. So it was a shutout victory. It was a great victory. I know the score doesn't reflect it, but there's still some things the Devils need to improve upon. And, you know, just me being on the edge of my seat, just like saying, oh, did they give up a goal? Did they give up a goal? That's why I'm going to give it a B minus. That might be a little controversial. But, you know, like I said, I'm I'm just trying to be somewhat honest uh, for the New Jersey Devils. So let me know what you guys think about this overall game. Like I said, three game win streak four-game uh, point streak for the Devils, so I'm overall satisfied. Our next game comes uh, against the Boston Bruins. Hopefully, we can keep up this momentum and keep riding this wave. Uh, right now, as we speak, uh, the Boston Bruins lost their last game against the uh, Edmonton Oilers by a score of 5-3. to three. Uh, And Also, keep in mind, the Islanders hadn't played a game since Sunday, so maybe they were just a little lethargic, but you know, the fact that the Bruins barely beat the Senators uh, 3-2. to They lost to the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2. to I'm feeling somewhat confident for the New Jersey Devils. I'm not going to predict a score quite yet. I'll save that for uh, tomorrow's episode. But... Yeah, that's my uh, overall assessment right now. That's what I'm previewing for tomorrow's episode, which is uh, I'm feeling somewhat confident for the New Jersey Devils against the Boston Bruins. So I think we'll keep this win streak up. But let me know what you guys think on Twitter. As for today, that's about all the time I have for you guys. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.